Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Good morning, welcome to Sunday Footy Talk. James Graham and Dobbo, so much to get through. The Dolphins sitting at the top of the table. The Dogs have their first win. The roost is shaky but sound. We're going to talk expansion. Scott Drinkwater, hello James Graham, how are you? I'm very well, Ben. How are you going? Couldn't be better. Let's get into it. The Listener Podcast Footy Talk on a Sunday. Jimmy Graham and Dobbo. Yeah, Footy Talk podcast, and what a Saturday it was of Rugby League. Let's start, James Graham and Dobbo with you on a Sunday. The Dolphins, are they the real deal? They won yesterday against the Raiders, 20 points to 14. James Graham, I absolutely love the grit and determination that this side showed. We haven't spoken since that first round one win at Suncorp Stadium, and then to back it up on a six-day turnaround against the Raiders in the wet, it was a really impressive, gutsy performance. It really was, Dobbo. Like, you could forgive them for being carried away with the the emotional excitement and and the crash um, and just being up for that one game in particular. And I think, you know, l- listening around the traps, I think that's what most people thought that was. It was a, it yep. was a one-off. But they proved yesterday against Canberra that they're willing to, to stay in the fight and... I think what impressed me the, the most about that victory, yes, they they took advantage of um, Canberra being down to twelve. But then when when Sean O'Sullivan goes off in you know circumstances that you could be aggrieved by, you know their halfback, the game's on the line. It's a tied game at that moment in time. Yeah, Canberra are missing a player, but the Dolphins are missing their arguably their, their most important player in a time like that. Yeah, but they just you know I thought. Uh, Isaiah Katoa to step up to put that play on to release the hammer out the back it, it, it was brilliant stuff and the Dolphins I think they'll be happy and Wayne will be happy for everybody to keep on writing them off keep on writing this off yeah they're going to get tested when you know that um, when injuries and suspensions come their way it's just that's the, the nature of our game, but for the moment, they're riding high and they'll be, they'll be full of confidence. And Wayne will be starting to get the messages like, okay, well, now do, now do you believe? Now, yeah. now do you believe we can actually do something? Are we just here to make up the numbers? Absolutely not. A couple of things I want to talk to you about off the back of that game, and then we'll obviously get to the other games. The Kafusi tackle, he put a shot on Brendan Smith last week, which I thought was one of the biggest shots, clean shots I've seen in a long time in rugby league. And then he doubled down with poor old Hudson Young yesterday and absolutely belted him. I just want to know, you're an absolute professional in this game, how could that have been a knock-on when he tackled the ball carrier and dislodged the ball? He wasn't going for the ball. It was a clean shot. And then Azarko goes away. It would have been a try. They bring it back and the momentum shifts and Whiten scores that first try for the Raiders. Not only is Kafusi made – I've never seen him play with this ferocity before, but there has to be a look at that rule. Yeah, well, look, in, in regards to Kafusi, I think he's – Probably outshone by all the superstars at, at Melbourne, um, yeah. but here he is now playing for playing for the Dolphins, and there's a lot riding on him and his level of performance. And I think he's, you know, each pack has that alpha. Each pack has that, you know, who's going to be the man? Yeah, who's 
who is everybody in the opposition looking to see where he's at. And um, and Kafusi is is that man for the Dolphins. He's got some help in the Bromwich boys, but Kafusi is the one that's saying like I'm I'm the man for this team. And if you want to, you know, you're gonna have to come through me. And in regards to that incident, Dobbo, you're right. It's look, I have a a lot of empathy and sympathy with the referees to get those calls. It's it's not easy. And yeah, look, we 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 do likely need to. To look at it, even some of the, you know, the the fifty fifty calls where they're saying there's, um, you know, now the emphasis is on the ball carrier. We just want consistency, and I, I, unfortunately, we're not getting that. There was there was a great example of that in the um, the South's Penrith game on Thursday, where you know it seemed to be all on the emphasis of the ball carrier, and then you know a, a later decision was, um, you no, know, the defender had draped it when it seemed. You know, a carbon copy of of the two previous incidences that had been uh, been looked at. Yeah, you did right, James Graham Dobbo with you Sunday Footy Talk, a listener podcast. Uh, let's move on. Um, obviously, they'll take on Newcastle next Friday in the early game for the Dolphins. So another six day turnaround. And I just will give you one notice that round four clash against the Broncos. An hour after the Dolphins win yesterday. They'd sold another thousand tickets. They've already sold thirty thousand tickets for this round floor clash. Get, get them now. And, get, and get them now. And four hundred memberships sold an hour after yesterday's game. On top of that, so they got twenty thousand members. Thirty thousand sold for this round floor clash. I don't dare to dream, but Brisbane potentially beats St George next week. The Dolphins beat the Knights next week, and you're playing Wayne versus Kevy, Brisbane versus Dolphins, Suncorp Stadium round oh. four. Oh, dare to dream, dare <laughs> to dream. <laughs> yeah, like top of that. the table clash, Dobbo. Oh well, mate, you know you, you mentioned the fact that the, the Dolphins, yeah, oh, they got a six day turnaround. Well, the Knights yeah. play today, yeah. So they're they're on a they're on a shorter turnaround. Turnaround, yeah. So, you're right, and I, so I, I, you know what you know what, Dobbo. I think that this. This game next week for, for the Dolphins, you know, it, it could be arguably they'll start this game as favourites. Yeah, but and it's how danger. they handle that that favourites favourites tag, they've won two in a row, and now maybe a game that they're expected to win. So it's it's a very different mindset now, and Wayne might not be able to play that underdogs card, but maybe he'll just replay a few old replays of hey, some were saying you you wouldn't win a game all season. Let's go yeah. with that attitude again. Yeah, you did right. Let's talk about the Bulldogs. They got out to a 26-0 lead against Melbourne. Dog, I'm a dog supporter. You're a Canterbury, uh, Bankstown great. But let's just calm down. If you have a look at that Melbourne side, they're a shadow of their, their normal side. Whoa, whoa, and whoa, I understand whoa, 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 whoa. No. Whoa. Let, me stop, let me stop you there. So you, you're going you're gonna to talk about the, the, the players missing from Melbourne. I so just I, think no. it was one win, James. One win. Yeah, and I'm a dog, I know, I know, I'm a I know dog it's, supporter. But but the the magnitude of the, the victory, the location of the victory, the level of opposition in, in, in earning that victory, the, this was huge for the Bulldogs Club. Again, even without those names that were missing, nobody gave them a chance down there. After the performance against Manly, mm. I think people were, were, were putting the line through the Bulldogs for, for season 2023. So yeah. people will look, no Munster, no Pappenhausen. All right, fair enough. I'll take no that. No coats. But look, no coats. Okay, but it's not like the Bulldogs were full strength either. No, that's so right. So they're missing. They're okay. missing two. They're, they're two, two the main middle forwards in the middle of the park, coming up against Nelson, coming up against uh, Welsh. Christian Welsh. Yeah, you know, they still as, had Harry Asafa Grant. Sassol, yep. Asafa, 
a sofa solo moment. My, um, I beg your pardon. Um, you know, it like that. That's no easy feat to to contain that. And yeah, make no mistake, Melbourne were there to win. Yeah, they weren't looking for excuses, and you could see that just by just how angry that coach Craig Bellamy was at half time. So this wasn't a game where he was looking for, you know, you can see sometimes around the origin period when they've got, um, you know, multiple players missing and, and Craig sort of conducts himself in a manner where, you know, he sort of he understands. Went five. He went to DEFCON 5. He went to 5. Yeah. Yeah. But no two ways about it. Like, he, he was expecting his team to win. And I think the, the way the Bulldogs attacked was sensational. It really was. Offloads, plenty of shifts. The, yes, you know, the, the, the Bulldogs haven't gone there and won the grand final or anything like that, but this is a huge win for the Canterbury Club and the amount of belief that will help instill in those players it will it is, it is, is, you know, so, so valuable at this time of year because before that, they lose. You're staring down the barrel of an 0-2 start and... You know, then the old, hang on, we've forgotten how to win here. So massive, massive win. Can I just say off the back of that, um, there's a couple of players that I want to sing. And Max King last night in the middle, and you talk about middle forwards missing. He had 158 run metres for 17 runs, you know, two offloads, 29 tackles. I mean, stand up, come the hour, come the man when you need to deliver. And Jacob Preston, who wore the oh. 17 jersey last night, where has he come from? I, I, I mean, he was awesome on the edge. It, he really was, wasn't he, yeah, Like Unbelievable. He, you know, he, he, he doesn't look like much. He's just one of those players that just get, gets in there, rips into his work, has a go, competes. Yeah. He looks like he cares. Like, those are the type of players that you like. And, well, I think that was his second ever first grade game. And, yeah, I was, I was really pleased for him. And, and like you say, I mean, Max King really... Really stood up yesterday, and I think he had to. Yeah. He, well, he, he didn't have a choice, did he? So he, he really did have. He, he really did have to stamp his authority on that game, and I think the the his his late offloads really hurt Melbourne and really fatigued them. And I think he he, he got a couple away there that were were really important at crucial times and safe offloads as well, and that really helped the Bulldogs with their you know that that, that the attack that. You know, really, they they really look to move the ball and get it to their strike players, and it was that's what, exactly what Ado Carr said after the match. They they weren't content with what happened last week. They were really disappointed, and they came to Melbourne and they you know they didn't play within their shell. They were very expansive, which is a, a risk at times, but it was well executed game plan from the Bulldogs. Yeah, they were very happy as well. They take on the West Tigers next week, so you would expect, as form goes, obviously we'll see what the West Tigers trot out this week, but I would expect that the Dogs will go into that one favourites next week. We'll, we'll, I don't want to go too early on the West Tigers, but they've got some problems in my eyes as they build. Now, let's talk about the Roosters. Oh, I wasn't as dramatic as what a lot were. They won 20 points to 12 yesterday against the Warriors. The Warriors, what we do know, is a better side than what they were last year. They they are playing a much better style of rugby league. Now, the Roosters, down on troops. There's no two ways about it. They've got an injury. But Joey Manu got through yesterday. Suali'i played a, a really great game, and he can be unbelievable. And they got the job done. You're never going to put 50 on the Warriors. They're a gritty, tough side. They've got a big following in Sydney with the expats in Sydney. And they were out in force. They had a huge crowd there at Allianz. And, and you know what? 
everybody's in hysteria. Oh, what's wrong with the Roosters? They got the two points. They're building. It's a slow burn. Yeah, absolutely, Dobber. I think mission accomplished for Coach Trent Robinson and, and the Roosters players there. It was just about getting the two points. And they bombed some opportunities. Uh, it, it probably could and should have been more, but there was a crucial moment in that game for the Warriors um, where I think the ball went out to, to Dylan Walker and he's, I think it was 18-12 at the time and the Warriors looking like they might come back in and Dylan Walker just put in a, a, too much on a, on a little grubber kick when perhaps it wasn't the, the correct correct option and just let the Roosters off the hook. But yep. make no mistake, the, the Roosters are creating plenty of opportunities. They, they're, they're a team that historically grows into the season and I think that's what we're, we're seeing with them here today. And It's sometimes results, you know, you, you're not going to, Look back too much at the come September October and, and look at you know the magnitude of the performance or oh, sorry the the level of performance in round two. It's just about getting those um, wins on the board for a team like the Roosters at the moment. And you know the best is certainly yet to come. Well, they won with Brandon Smith going off in the twenty seventh minute with a back injury and not returning. No Lodge, no Rhea Hargraves, no Tupanua, and no Crichton. Now, I understand you know. You look at sides, and I understand it's next man up mentality, but they are five elite footballers, like elite in in the top echelon, um, and they're not they won't in that Rooster side. So, job done, as you say, mission accomplished. They go on. I don't know if South Sydney are going to be as um, relaxing. We know the rivalry. That's Friday night. They oh, take on the Rooster. What, uh, a, South what Sydney. a game! What a game yeah. that is going to be. Honestly, we know we know how much. The rivalries between them and Latrell, after what has gone on in the last few days, you know he'll be up. He'll want to prove a point um, and, and make sure that he's ready. His rabbitos are ready. They obviously are filthy that they got beaten. They left their best football of the last twenty minutes on that Thursday night against the Panthers. So, good, well done to the Roosters. They get and uh, just on the Warriors, you watched a lot of football. You can see, I can see improvements, and and surely you can see it as well. Yeah, absolutely, Dobbo. I mean. He, I think it's easy to to forget the the, the hardship that the Warriors have gone yep. through and everything they've had to sacrifice to keep this competition alive um, over the past uh, what two two seasons. Um, they have stability now in, in being at home. You know, yeah, they have to travel to Sydney, but I think that that's what makes them who they are, and they they certainly look to to come together as a group. I think that's what those any team that has to fly on a regular basis. Um, same with the, the Catalan Dragons over in the Super League. They look at that as an advantage, keeping them close together. And the Warriors are, are certainly looking a much more improved outfit uh, for season 2023. You know, look, look at the Roosters. They've got some injury concerns, but there's um, th- there's talk to, today that Parramatta's Nathan Brown will be will be joining them, um, which I think is a, a, a huge in. We, we yeah, know right. his potential when he plays to his potential. And yeah, it's... Uh, it, that will be a, a very, very handy pickle. This is Footy Talk Podcast. We're going to take a break, come back, talk Scott Drinkwater and expansion. James Graham and Dobbo with you on a Sunday. <laughs> Welcome back to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. James, can we talk about Scott Drinkwater? Three weeks and, you know, the comparisons are saying, well, Wade Graham got three weeks, totally different shot. But they are, for some unknown reason, the judiciary is just hell-bent on any head contact or anything that's deemed reckless. Uh, in their eyes, only in their eyes, 
you, you you look like that's the benchmark three weeks. So Wade Graham gets three weeks with that tackle, which I can't believe, and he only wanted a downgrade. He got de- it didn't get downgraded. He, he he got he got his time. He ended up with four weeks, I think, in the end when he could have taken the early plea. Uh, we saw Scott drink water on Corey Oates. Corey Oates is out for six weeks with a fractured jaw. It was not intentional on Friday night. I don't care what anybody says. He was coming across. It happened in in real time. I well, don't. Me, think n- it- neither was Wade Graham's. Yeah, but I don't think it was deliberate either. So I, I don't think there was intent. And this is the thing. So we're in murky waters in this sense that un- it doesn't matter if there's intent or not. It was a, it, It's an accident. You, you are going to get the full force of the law. They want yeah. you to completely change that co- point of contact. Yeah, well, well I think in, in Drinkwater's defence, I think the injury actually occurred because the, the application of force from some of the uh, Cowboys players as well. So it was almost like a three-man tackle. I, I think if those two of the Cowboy players aren't there trying to tackle Corey Oates, the injury isn't as severe. But look, we, we t- you talk about Murky Waters, Dobbo. Yeah. The NRL are crystal clear on this. They are crystal clear. You cannot make contact with the head. And the the ta- uh, and look the the shoulder charge tackle now has been outlawed for a good four or five years a good yep. four or five years Dobbo so this isn't anything new this isn't a reaction um, the the NRL you know Corey Oates injury or no injury that they're looking at this and I, I, maybe that has played a part in the fact that it's sure. public knowledge that he's got a broken jaw now but yeah we talk about Murky Waters the NRL it's it's completely un- completely filtered, crystal clear. You know, no t- no two ways about it. We're not messing around. We are going to look to get this out of our game. And one of the strategies we're going to use is we're going to suspend it out of the game. Just quickly, uh, expansion talks today of a 20-team competition. Uh, they're going to build it. Uh, I would have thought we might have just got this 17th franchise down pat completely and got through that before we take a breath. But... There is a real appetite and clubs are wanting an 18th team. This buy is causing all sorts of havoc as well, just from from a draw perspective, yeah. from how scheduling, uh, magic ground, you name it, there is some issues. But it is the like front page of every every paper in, in Australia and the Eastern States today about this 20-team expansion comp by 2032. Do you like it or do you hate it? Yeah, well, 2032, Dobbo, like – it's a it's a long way away. Well, you got a plan, mate. Yeah, I, this is well, what you do. You plan it, it, for your future. It, it, exactly. So there's a strategic implementation to grow the game to 20 teams. I, I love it as long as you know we've got the the, the infrastructure, i.e., the, the talent pool, which we can plan for. Yeah. And by the NRL saying it's going to be 2032 for a 20 team competition, I think we need an 18th team in. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. I guess look at the, the this has come out the, the timing of this. Obviously, after the you know the Dolphins' magnificent start, you know we we we've got to be kept very careful how we how we bring this in because no one likes to see n- new teams getting whipped uh, each and every week. But you know, f- for me, we we've, we've got to think even longer term than than 2032 we've got to look at okay well, who, where are these t- new teams going to be come 2040 come 2050 you know it's a long long time away but we've got to think long term yep. we've got to look at the long term um, strategy the long term 
benefits of having these new teams come into the competition. And I, I personally, mate, I, I think it's great. Well, Footy Talk podcast, a listener podcast. Emma Lawrence and Gordy back tomorrow morning from James Graham and Dobbo. Have an awesome Sunday. Listener.